0: I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza.
1: I'm Ineash Brodsky. And I'm David.
0: This is episode number 94, and we are recording on October 24th, 2023, which is a Tuesday for those of you keeping track. Not our usual Monday. We had to push it back a day for various reasons, including um, Phillies playoff baseball. Woo! But that was not the only reason. Uh, so we have some uh, follow ups from our previous stories. Oh, one about alex jones you remember alex jones this is the guy who got sued because he um decided that the family sandy hook families whose kids were murdered uh we're all making it up to try to get um g- gun rights canceled yeah um he was sued for defamation and uh I, he defaulted in this one right um i don't remember yeah i'm pretty sure he just like completely refused to cooperate or provide anything in discovery and the court gave him like 10 different chances and was finally like all right i guess we'll (laughs) just find you guilty by default then asshole excellent um and they they uh, awarded one over one billion (laughs) dollars just an insanely
1: huge settlement yes
0: to the victims um the follow-up is that a judge has just just recently decided that he can't get out of that by declaring bankruptcy. Woohoo. He uh yeah, he he tried. He tried. And they were like, "Well, you can't use bankruptcy for willful or malicious conduct." So,
1: that's I did not realize that was a rule about bankruptcy, but I'm glad to hear it.
0: Yeah. Um much better rule than the whole you can't get rid of your student loans in bankruptcy.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: All right, and we have a follow-up to the
1: whole FTX mess. Uh, We did uh, quite a bit on it when that broke, uh, but now the trial is underway, and Caroline Ellison, who is the... Girlfriend? I guess one of the girlfriends of SBF, the head guy and founder of FTX. She was on the stand. She admitted on the stand that Sam bribed Chinese officials with $100 million to try to get their assets unfrozen as all this shit was going down. He purportedly tried to scam Saudi investors in the final days to get some last money out of them. And he intentionally tried to sick regulators on Binance to destroy his competition. So, not looking good for him. And from everything that I'm reading, the defense is either playing some five-dimensional chess or smoking a lot of crack because they seem to be really fucking the, the defense up. What a cool guy.
2: Well, if you were in charge of uh, defending someone who basically admitted to all of his crimes in the course of, you know, talking about currently ongoing legal proceedings <laughs> before the trial started, I, what I'm saying is I don't blame them for phoning this one in they've got yeah. a hard job.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's what plea bargains are for. I mean, if anything it looks like they're trying to get him on a incompetence of defense uh, in- incompetence of counsel thing at the end of this. Th- uh, good that luck. is the, that is the only thing i could fathom, but like like you said that doesn't actually work. They can't literally be trying that. So i don't i don't know.
0: Well, we'll see. All right, on to the new news. We'll start with Israel news. Remember Israel Last episode, they had been uh, attacked by a bunch of terrorists from Hamas, um, and now it's been two weeks since then, and uh, some shit's gone down. Israel, um, so so far as I know, has not launched a ground invasion yet, though they keep threatening.
1: Yeah, last I heard, they're prepping, getting troops on the border and sending a lot of artillery over.
0: Yeah, they're mostly uh, yeah shooting rockets over. Uh, the stated goal is to eliminate Hamas. There's all the, you know, usual hand-wringing from the Western media about what bullies
1: they are, as we predicted. It is remarkable listening to NPR. Like, even just that little headline snippet that I get, you can tell how strongly they're trying to pitch things towards Hamas in, when, when they report the headlines. I mean, even though they're only saying factual things, the, the spin is palpable.
0: Well, speaking of them uh, saying factual things or not... Um you could tell that the western press was just thirsty for news of Israel committing some wartime atrocity. Uh, and seemed to find it with this story of a hospital being bombed in Hamas.
2: Uh uh I'm sorry, being bombed in Hamas uh, in Hamas
0: controlled <laughs> territory in the West Bank.
1: Uh in Gaza. All right, Gaza. The other West Bank, the, the eastern other west bank.
0: bank. <laughs> no, this is the west one. <laughs> This. The West Bank is actually east of, oh, really? of, of the West Bank, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. well. It's very confusing. Uh, but yeah, yeah in it, Gaza, it's
2: the West Bank of the River Jordan. Ah, uh, okay.
0: But yes, uh, Hamas claimed that a hospital in Gaza was destroyed by a an Israeli rocket and 500 people were killed. Mm-hmm. And the Western press, oh my god, this was catnip to them. They just ran with it. Um, with, and within 24 hours, I had to take it back because they were like, oh, wait,
2: Hamas Maybe lied to us. Can you believe this? Hamas it? is not a reliable source. <laughs> yeah.
0: My God. Um, my favorite was the New York Times actually had a headline that said something like headlines shift as stories change or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was fantastic. It's just
1: a thing that yeah. happens to certain unspecified headlines somewhere. Yeah,
0: and it turns out what actually happened, probably nobody knows for sure, but most of the evidence points to that it was a Hamas rocket that, like, bl- misfired, like, blew up in the air over the hospital and, like, dropped down in front of it. The hospital was not destroyed. It was. Uh, it it, it land- did
2: blow up when it impacted the ground. It just the rocket motor cut out. Or a uh, rocket engine. Mm-hmm. I, okay, yeah, the rocket engine cut out prematurely, and it landed in Gaza.
0: Yeah, in um, front of a hospital where a bunch of people were yeah, camped in out a It park. did kill, uh, 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 you know, several hundred people.
1: Um, Wait, did it actually? Was the body count confirmed? Because last I heard, like no, nobody was saying any no, numbers. It, like at most, killed two people. I think two yep. people. Yeah. The, oh the my re- god. The thing, oh my god, when you actually yeah, no, saw
2: that the, the death count was entirely made up.
1: The, wow. The, the New York Times like front page that i saw had this absolute bombed out shell of a building oh yeah i was like holy shit turns out they just used stock footage of some building that had been destroyed in probably palestine i'm not even sure where i would assume they at least got to the same location and when you actually look at what happened it's a burned out parking lot which i mean okay there's a lot of burned out cars and some people died well the thing
0: the thing is they had like in tiny print under that photo that it was a it was some other building
1: Yeah, but they
2: they named the location where the actual photo was taken without mentioning, hey, by the way, this is like a 100 miles away from the place that we're writing about in this article. Right, exactly. You just have to be an expert in Israeli geography in order to have any idea that this isn't the... uh, A photo of the place being discussed. David, Or at least, you know, have a passing familiarity.
0: David, it sounds like you're suggesting that they were intentionally misleading.
2: That is exactly what I'm (laughs) suggesting.
0: Well, I can't believe that. That that couldn't possibly be true. Not the New York Times. To their credit, they actually apologized. Yeah, the
2: thing that uh, pisses me off most about this is... They had one of those bullshit wishy washy headlines, which by the way, listeners, you're welcome for us not doing this, where <laughs> it's like five hundred people dead in hospital or in Israeli bombing raid on hospital, according to Palestinians. Yeah. And if Come I say. was if I was dictator, I would make it so any headline that ends with the source group says needs to have a subtitle that that reports in very clear language how reliable that group has been in past reports.
0: Yeah, to be fair, that's not a uh, defense to defamation, if you're just, like, repeating what someone else said uncritically. I
2: mean, the, the Even, thing... So, so their defense, I imagine, would be, we are reporting the true fact that hamas reported that 500 people were dead in this hospital explosion
0: uh they could make that uh, defense they didn't um they they did put out a statement that said uh an, an editor's note that said they relied too heavily on claims by hamas and did not make clear that those claims could not immediately be verified <laughs> uh so you know that's about as close to an apology as you're gonna get from the new york times
1: the striking thing is that with journalistic standards, you're supposed to have some measure of confidence that that what you're being told is not complete lies before you print it. And they, they didn't bother at all. No,
0: no. Ineash, you're thinking yeah. of journalistic standards from 20 years ago. God
1: damn, 20 years ago.
0: Now, what you're supposed to have is called moral clarity.
1: Well, I'm glad they had a lot of moral clarity.
0: Yes, they have plenty of moral clarity. Just not factual clarity. Which is, you know, what they used to have.
1: Um, Saw a prediction market with that gave a six percent odds. Anyone at New York Times would be held responsible in any way for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd sell. Think that's too optimistic. Yeah.
0: All right, Inyash, what is this about Navy warships?
1: Uh, The U.S. is moving two carriers. Should just. Uh, a few days ago announced it's moving a second character up into the uh, region.
0: Uh, you said character. I assume you mean aircraft
1: carrier. I did mean carrier, yes. I apologize if I misspoke there, uh, which is the main main group around how the U.S... The main way U.S. projects naval force is around aircraft carrier groups. Uh, this particular U.S. Navy warship that was already there shot down several cruise missiles and drones that were launched from Yemen and were potentially heading towards Israel. So, I don't know. Interesting that we're already getting involved in the shooting there.
0: Yeah, I just saw a headline right before we started recording that apparently one of those was shot down by Saudi Arabia.
1: Ooh. Things getting spicy.
0: Right? I don't know what that means, but that's interesting. Oh. Um... So that's going on. Uh, still, uh, I guess I guess they're still anticipating a ground invasion. That's probably we'll have more on that by the next show.
1: If they have not launched a ground invasion by the time we have our next show, I'm going to be really surprised and also wondering what the fuck they're doing. Yeah,
0: um, Ineash, you have uh, a fun story from us uh, for us from Playboy.
1: Yeah, Mia Kalafia is a. Um Okay. adult entertainment actor what's you, up you know her name is Mia Khalifa you know it's a bunch of letters that look weird all put together I, I guessed Mia Khal- you know I could have just centered it out if I did my phonics huh Mia Khalifa yeah, yeah
0: in fact I think you should google her and and watch a few videos so you can get the pronunciation <laughs> down
1: <laughs> okay I will work on that all right uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll do an update in the next show
1: Anyways, uh, she she was posting some serious edgelord lord shit uh, and in support of Hamas terrorism's and uh, Playboy canceled her took it took her kicked her off their site and i just would like to take this moment to say what a weird fucking timeline it is <laughs> when the pornographers are the ones that are pro censorship and uh i i still stand by my statement that they should not be get involved with this like let her be canceled by people not giving her any more subscriptions or however else she makes money because she's too repugnant in what she says like playboy does so- not need to get involved here
2: so, do we want to wade into the whole, is firing people who are uh, in favor of murder and rape actually cancel culture discourse? I mean,
0: sure. Why not? <laughs> yes, it is.
2: Okay, cool. Seems all like right, we're all on the same page <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, yeah, right. glad you so, sorted that out. Yeah, so my slightly more nuanced take is... Um, uh it matters if it's like relevant to your job so like i heard about this one case about a er uh technician who works for a jewish hospital uh posting um pro hamas shit, mm. and she got fired that one i'm kind of okay with because you know <laughs> if someone's in favor of Jews being murdered and they work the ER at a Jewish hospital heavily trafficked by Jews, I'm okay saying she shouldn't be poking around people's insides just even laying aside the, you know, customers probably won't be super thrilled about that thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if your job is to have sex on camera, then yeah, that's probably going a little bit Above and beyond the bounds of propriety.
1: Yeah, like, I would not want to work with someone who is pro-Hamas. I, I would definitely try to get my boss to not put me with them at the very least. It it would lead to workplace conflict. But um, if you're, yeah, a platform, you're just hosting videos that someone puts up, like, they, you that there's no interpersonal conflict between you and that other person. So
0: was she not actually employed by Playboy?
1: I I assume she, like, didn't walk into the office and meet anyone there. I don't know.
0: Oh, I mean, I assume if Playboy filed her fired her, they had some sort of job that she was doing for them.
1: Yeah, that does sound plausible. Mm, uh, and she well? said she
0: works as a commentator and content creator for Playboy.
1: Mm. Um, Alright, I see I could see if you're a commentator how, how someone would you want them would want you to not be representing them anymore. Yeah, I guess
0: if you're being paid for your opinions, then yeah. then your opinions are relevant. Yeah. Alright, that's fair. Um, I really, I don't think you can cancel, uh, you know, people too much, though, for uh, being pro-Hamas, because there are a lot of people that are pro-Hamas. It's fucking weird.
1: It's really disheartening. I-, I think a lot of people just don't know what the fuck Hamas is.
0: But, like, they're posting videos on their own social media being like, look at all these babies we killed and these women we raped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and some people just don't know that they just see oh look the brown people are rising up that's good and don't bother to know what actually happened and I understand that characterization is weird but the Palestinians are considered more brown than the Jews
0: they 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 are despite the fact that their skin color is uh, very <laughs> I, similar yeah um my favorite thing that I saw was some march where some like reproductive rights group was like there's no Re- reproductive rights. Yeah, it, without I think
2: it was uh, reproductive rights means free Palestine. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. was Isn't like, that the literal opposite of the guys. truth? That okay. is, in fact, the literal opposite of the truth. Like, you guys, you can't not know uh, Hamas. Is I like,
1: I is think a very they conservative Muslim group. They literally just don't know. I
0: can't. How is that possible?
1: They don't care to know. I guess.
0: But like that's that's all. But that's all the news has been <laughs> for the past. Like so,
2: West, you, uh, I know, are vaguely more lefty than the the other two hosts here. Can you explain this thing that leftists seem to have going on, where they can't talk about only one thing at a time?
0: Yeah. So the left is um a coalition of many different interests and. To stop infighting, uh, or at least to attempt to stop infighting, it obviously hasn't worked. Um, they all kind of adopt each other's positions. Um, so the a- 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 and and they're they're sort of united by a, uh, a a belief that they stick up for the underdog. Um, and they, you know they have to kind of define the underdog a certain way for that to work. But it's all. The way they look at it, like everyone that every position they have is sticking up for the underdog. Um, So that's how you get, you know, women standing up for reproductive rights and, um, you know, Palestinian refugees is as part of the same cause.
2: Yeah. So I get that. And Uh I even get how, in some sense, how the same person can support both of those causes. What I don't get is why can't they just put one thing on a sign at a time?
0: Oh. Um, well they could, but that's you know, that's less cool.
1: They probably do often. Like yeah, you, they we do. just we saw this one because it was so fucking okay. nuts. Okay, yeah, I
2: guess the Toxoplasm of Rage just delivers that to me less often. Yeah.
0: But also, you know, it's the more the more things on the left that you support, the you know, the the higher status you are. That's how it works.
1: The more things you support? Well, the, the more leftist positions you hold.
2: Yes. That, oh. that was things with a capital T.
1: Ah, okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. And, uh, Eniaj, uh you said you had a story that you uh, originally had in Happy News, but thought that would be in poor taste. I did. Uh, but this is a uh, a human I mean, interest it, story from it, Israel.
2: It made me happy.
1: I, me too, but... And again, probably in poor taste. Uh, the day of the massacres and terrorist stuff, uh, there was a 25-year-old Israeli woman who saved her entire kibbutz by leading a group of residents to uh, open up their armory, pass out guns, and then leading teams to kill more than two dozen advancing terrorists. And uh, this was just one case of many that happened similarly to this, where they just saved a lot of lives and protected, protected their communities from, from these you know, rapists and murderers. And that's awesome.
0: Alright, good guy with
1: a gun. Right? There should be more people like that everywhere.
2: Hear, hear. They should also have more ready access to full-auto firearms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's move on to domestic politics. Uh, Here in America, uh, we've also been in somewhat of a holding pattern with our uh, domestic politics in that we still don't have a Speaker of the House. You'll remember from last episode that uh, Kevin McCarthy was removed by uh the crazy right-wingers uh and they uh failed to vote in their their guy who was jim jordan um and this apparently this is a new strategy um jim jordan you know nobody really likes him he they did an internal poll and 50 republicans said th- they'd vote against him uh, so he he decided to like hold a vote anyway and then try to publicly pressure all all the holdouts um, and he got Hannity involved hmm. and he, uh, you know, it was, it was all very like, Hey, you better vote for Jim Jordan or we're going to, you know, run a right winger against you in the primary. Um, it did not work. He actually lost votes oh. between the first vote and the second one. Um, and then they did a third vote and he lost even more votes. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> so yeah, the whole, like, you know, full, full court press, uh, didn't, didn't work out for him. Uh, So now nobody knows what the fuck they're going to do. We've got, you know, the the government funding runs out in about a month. Um, We can't can't send any more funding to Ukraine or Israel without a bill from Congress. Hmm. Uh, So, you know, be nice if we had a house that could pass stuff. But we'll see.
2: Sounds like uh, another totally normal one in the world's greatest legislative body
0: um to be fair that's the senate that calls themselves that
2: oh well it's equally clownish when they do it so maybe it is the house i don't know
0: but either way Ah, um, i was under
2: the impression that it was congress as a whole
0: oh maybe uh anyway it's uh yeah it's a big fucking shit show all right iniash
1: what speaking of shit shows (laughs) what is going on in texas Texas is upset that there are people coming up through uh, the Mexican border to New Mexico and then coming into Texas. So they are installing uh, concertina wire along the border with New Mexico, a another U.S. state. Yes. Uh, to is... be clear,
0: that's New Mexico, not Mexico.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Between two U.S. states, uh, and also
0: is... concertina wire is more uh, colloquially known as razor wire.
1: It is. I. I don't know. Is that a good term for it? I guess it's kind of sharp.
0: Yes. It's wire with razor blades on it.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: Also, concertina is really fun to say.
1: It is. Uh, but this, I mean, this is being challenged, obviously, already. Is this, Wes, as a resident constitutional lawyer, constitutionally legal to set up physical barriers between states of the United States? Nobody
0: knows. But my <laughs> guess is no.
1: My guess is also no. Uh,
0: There is something called, in the Constitution called the dormant commerce clause and when i say in the constitution i mean it's a thing that the supreme court made up that they claim is in the <laughs> constitution but is not okay um so basically what the supreme court decided like a hundred years ago is that because congress has the right the, like the federal government has the right to regulate interstate commerce um states cannot put up barriers to interstate commerce without permission from the federal government and a big fucking razor wire fence sounds like a barrier to interstate (laughs) commerce to me like literally a barrier Mm -hmm. so my guess is the courts are going to say hey get this out of here but the fun part is it's going to be because it interferes with commerce not because it's insane
1: that is so weird that they have to get that loophole like it it just seems like at some That's point, how the federal government does anything. At some point, someone should have said, "Hey, by the way, we don't have barriers between our states." That's part of this whole federation project that we have going.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's also like an implied right to free travel. Okay, uh, which this may run afoul of.
1: Like, even the European Union has some sort of rule that says you can't put barriers between the member nations, right? I don't know. They really might be sad. able
0: to put barriers, but they—I know—they they have to let people through. But I don't know if it's it's illegal to put up like a checkpoint or something. Okay. I think I had to get my uh my passport checked when I took the the train from uh France to Belgium. Okay. But it was like on the train. There was no yeah. stop or anything. Yeah, you would I have to
1: do uh, Indiana Jones and kick you off the train if you didn't have it That's while right. it's moving. No ticket. <laughs> <laughs> really fun scene.
0: <laughs> All right. Um So more shit shows uh, a the federal judge in the uh, Donald Trump case, uh, the one about stealing the election, has issued a gag order for Trump, uh, which prevents him from making any public statement that targets lawyers, staff, court staff, or
1: witnesses in the case. Now, Wes, why would this be a thing that the judge had to do?
0: Well, because Donald Trump was making public statements targeting the lawyers, staff, (laughs) court staff, and witnesses.
2: (laughs) I see. That (laughs) seems like a bad idea.
0: Well, it's definitely a bad idea. It's not uh, illegal, um, unless you get a court order that says you can't do it, and then it's illegal. Um, This is... I find this very interesting, because... Mm. You know, this is pretty, uh, di- a di- pretty direct violation of the freedom of speech.
1: Huh. So you actually think this is a, a bad idea or was it like so extreme that they had to do it?
0: Well, I don't know because um, yeah, I think it's a bad idea. Like, I think I don't, I, I don't think courts should be able to issue gag orders unless they can show, you know, like a clear and present danger.
1: And you don't think that happened here?
0: No. Yeah. Does Trump running his mouth. What? Well, 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 I mean, look, he's got crazy fans, and sometimes they listen to him and, and break into Congress. But I, I don't know. He, he also didn't actually target the court staff in this case. It was a different case that he did that. Mm. He, like, posted a photo of a law clerk with uh with a – I think it was Chuck Schumer and referred to her as Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. <laughs> and I man, that judge is pissed off about that. But, like, I – I feel like this is, I feel like freedom of speech is actually super important, and I don't like the idea that a court can just say uh, to a person who hasn't been, you know, found guilty of anything, uh, you know, you're not allowed to say certain things.
2: That is a very brave take, and I admire your willingness to say it publicly. (laughs) This is a pretty
0: narrow order. It lets him, you know, there's nothing, you know, he's still allowed to criticize. Criticize the government. He's still allowed to proclaim his innocence. He's still allowed to say it's a witch hunt. Whatever. Um, it's just specifically you can't target the lawyers, staff, and witnesses. Um, which the witnesses thing is, um, you know, that's that's sort of already in the law because witness intimidation is illegal. Mm. So if he does anything that could be considered witness intimidation, he can already get in trouble for that. Um, targeting the opposing lawyers, though. Like, if you want to say this, lawyers fucking sucks. Uh, I don't know. He should be able to say that. He just shouldn't be able to, like, incite violence against them.
1: Has he been, like, saying really extreme stuff that this was judged necessary?
0: I don't know, man. I'm not... I don't pay attention to what Donald Trump says. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I do listen to podcasts that do pay attention to what Donald Trump says. Um, But the most egregious thing I heard about was that, you know, posting the photo of the uh, law clerk. Mm. Um, You know, I... (laughs) I, I think this is overkill, and um, he's appealing it, and we'll see what the higher court thinks. I, I have a feeling they will narrow it some, but probably not overturn it, because courts love protecting themselves, hmm. and that's all this is. Um, other bad news for Trump, uh, just uh, this week, his former attorneys have uh, made plea deals uh, in the case. Sid- his- Sidney Powell and Kenneth Cheesebro,
1: or Chessbro. Oh, A.K.A.
0: Cheese and Crackers.
1: What did they plead to? Uh,
0: I think Chesbro pled to a felony count. Uh, One of the seven he was charged with. I think Powell pled to a couple of misdemeanors. Hmm. Um, And I think they're both getting probation. Okay. But as part of the plea deal, they have to testify. And testify truthfully and make a full proffer. I doubt there's any super bombshell testimony they could offer um sydney powell is legitimately insane um so it'd be a terrible witness so i don't uh i I don't expect to see her on the stand in the
1: case when you Um, say legitimately insane
0: uh sydney powell is one of so these are both like big election deniers Mm. um, but powell was one of the people on who was constantly going on like fox news and and the even more right-wing stations talking about, um, you know, Hugo Chavez programming the, the voting machines Oh. and like crazy stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it was like the, the all the, the most, the weirdest, most outlandish claims you heard about the 2020 election. Uh, or the, the 20, yeah, it was 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like Sydney Powell
2: feels like it was a million years <laughs> right? ago. I'm like, Oh
0: God. <laughs> Uh yeah, Sidney Powell was pushing all of that. Okay. Um, she's just like I I, I can't even imagine the cross examination <laughs> that they would have. They'd be like just endless quotes to be like, just say this. Uh-huh. Was that <laughs> true? No. Yes. I don't know. What would be worse? Hmm. Hmm. What? What? Where'd you get the idea that Hugo Chavez programmed the voting machines? <laughs> uh, he, with him being dead and all. <laughs> It's just, uh, Chesbro, I think, is a, you know, a more legitimate, um, boyer who isn't completely insane. So maybe you'll see him on the stand. We'll see. But I don't think this is going to change much. Well, all right.
1: I guess that's good news for Trump if it doesn't change very much.
0: Um, I mean, uh, it, yeah, it's I not, mean, good he's news still for not Trump. in
2: great shape, yeah. but it's, it is relatively good news.
0: No, no, this is bad news for Trump. He is worse off now than before these guys flipped. Because uh, even if they're not, you know, even if they're not going to testify, they could, you know, give information to the prosecution that they could follow up and find actual evidence. Chasbro um, might actually testify against Trump. Um, so this this could only be bad for him. There's no way this is good for him.
2: Yeah. So my thinking was it's conditional on them test. On them flipping, it's good that they're not going to testify. But I agree that them flipping is decisively bad for him.
0: Oh, I think it would be great for Trump if the prosecution tried to get Sidney Powell to testify, which is exactly why they're not going to do it.
2: <laughs> like okay. Sidney, they're well,
0: available to testify if the prosecution thinks it's in their best interest.
2: Well, you are our resident law talking guy, so I will defer to your expertise <laughs> there. All right,
0: uh, all right, Inyash. Yes, sir. What's this about L. Ron Hubbard?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, So there is a right to repair law, I hope we all know about, um, that gives you the right to open up your electronics and repair them. Uh, This Particularly has been a big deal for farmers that have been sold, you know, multi-hundred-thousand-dollar tractors and other farm machinery and told they can't do anything about it. They have to have a representative from the company come out and fix it, which costs a lot more than fixing it yourself. Uh, there is uh, – <laughs> are you guys familiar with the e-meter in Scientology? Oh, no? Yes. Okay, the E meter is basically the same technology that they use on in lie detectors, which measures uh, the conductivity of your skin um, and is used to be like well, one no, of the things gosh, they use for lie detectors. It's a
0: totally different thing. It measures your thetan level.
1: Right. The lie detectors measure a bunch of different things, actually. But one of the things that measures your skin conductivity, because supposedly you conduct more when you sweat, and when you're sweating, it's because you're nervous, and you're nervous because you're lying. It's all a bunch of pseudoscience. But it does actually test your skin conductivity.
0: Yeah, unlike e-meters, which <laughs> actually test how many thetans you have.
1: Yes, that is one of the ways the Scientologists get you. They they have this e-meter, which tests how many thetans are in your body, and then they're like, oh my god, you have so many thetans, you may need our spiritual practice to help you cleanse your body of these thetans.
0: yeah if you've ever been offered a stress test from a scientologist that's what that's what that is
1: okay uh these these E uh despite the fact that we know what they are are Actual considered um, religious artifacts in the Church of Scientology. They don't want people fucking with them any more than the Catholic Church wants you fucking with their consecrated wine and crackers after they have a Eucharist. Uh, And so there is a group representing L. Ron Hubbard and the Scientologists, which is asking the Copyright Office to um, exempt their e-meters from the right to repair. And I just think this is absolutely fascinating because as far as I know, this is the first time there's been a religious relic with a fucking circuit board in it, (laughs) which people might want to repair. And I want to know what's going to happen with this because this, you know, determines whether or not we can have an awesome machine cult with techno priests in the future.
0: So what are we rooting for here?
1: I'm kind of rooting for them to say, yes, this is a legit religious artifact and people can't modify it unless they are your priests. But I'm a weird person.
0: I think you just like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> You're like if the Scientologists get an exception for their E meter, that's mo- that's higher chaos.
1: That is higher chaos. It's it's. I'm not gonna lie. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's the main appeal to me.
2: I feel exactly the same, and I am explicitly chaotic neutral. So yes, that <laughs> is a. Uh Accurate read on the the situation.
0: Oh, no. Eniash, you're supposed to be the lawful
1: one on the podcast. But this is fun. You're allowed to have chaos when it's fun, chaos.
2: All right. Well, we need to get a new uh, token (laughs) fascist now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us to happy news. That's where you guys cheer. Yay! Yay. Good news, everyone. Good job. (laughs) All right. uh, So. The subscribers did not get this program early. Um, One of the reasons is that we are recording late. But the other reason is that uh, earlier this week, uh, our own David Spearman came to me and said, Guys... Can we not release the podcast until Wednesday? Because I just the funniest thing just happened, but it's under NDA no, no. until Wednesday. I
2: did the funniest.
0: Thing. Oh, I did the funniest. This day. is
2: a news story about host of the Mind Killer podcast, David Spearman.
0: All right. What did host of the Mind Killer podcast, David Spearman, do that we cannot tell anybody about until Wednesday?
2: Right. So on Wednesday, the a subcommittee of the House Foreign Affairs Committee is uh, uh, having a hearing about. Uh, Well, the stuff that we talked about on our previous episode with the mayor of Prospera, where the Honduran government, which is ruled by communists, is trying to expropriate a bunch of U.S. investment in Honduras, including Prospera's. And naturally, Prospera wanted to give some evidence to this subcommittee about how much investment they'd done in Honduras, and how they were both helping Hondurans and, um... And advancing U.S. interests in so doing. And therefore, you know, the U.S. should not let Honduras expropriate them. And I was one of the people they asked to help put that together, which is pretty cool. That is and pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and the specific thing I was doing was basically looking at criticism of Prospera on social media and doing some... Fancy statistics to it to try to show that this is basically a bunch of AstroTurf nonsense. And for part of that, I had to do a sentiment analysis on a bunch of tweets. And because my thing was being written for uh, congressmen and their staffers, who are, uh, let's generously say, not the most tech-savvy of individuals, I had to explain a little bit about how sentiment analysis works. And for part of this, I had to say, I wasn't able to actually, you know, find the sentiment related to a certain grammatical object, so uh, this is just overall sentiment of the tweets. And I gave a couple of example tweets, uh, one which is clearly critical of Prospera, but phrased in such a way that it would come out with positive sentiment, and one that was clearly pro Prospero, but phrased in such a way that it had negative sentiment. And in giving those examples, I, David Spearman, host of the Mind Killer podcast, uh, included the word motherfucker in the example pro-prospera negative sentiment tweet. And I was expecting someone somewhere along the lines to... Uh, to take an editing pass over this document and say, hey, this is really funny. We really appreciate your wit, but please change this. And it didn't. And my article was, or my paper was submitted, was submitted as I submitted it to the official congressional record whence it was accepted. Nice. This was the fourth time according to a uh, search of the congressional record, that the word motherfucker has been submitted to the record and the only time not directly quoting someone uh, in a matter pertaining to January 6th. (laughs)
0: Awesome. (laughs) All right. All right, one down. Now you just got to get shit, piss, fuck, (laughs) cunt, cocksucker, and tits.
1: (laughs) I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, We're counting on you. All right, Eniash, what's our other happy news?
1: Uh, This one is a general happy news, just of things because last time we had the Nobel Prizes to remind us of how awesome humanity can be. Uh, This is another general one. Uh, Over the past two decades... Everything has been going up and getting better, uh, in large part due to increased in globalization. Uh, this has helped people get higher wages, safer workplaces, and less child labor. And specifically, it has happened the fastest in the countries that have opened the most and are most integrated in the global supply chain. because capitalism Wait,
0: Inaj, Yes. I thought capitalism just exploits
1: people. No, capitalism helps people to create value for other peoples and get rewarded for it.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. Exploitation.
1: <laughs> then, in that case, yes, they exploit them so hard that they get higher wages, safer workplaces, and less child labor.
0: <laughs> all right, thanks, globalization. Yay! All right, uh, we got another human interest story here.
1: We do. In the Bay Area, a high school grad had an unweighted 3.97 GPA, but took a lot of advanced classes, so weighted 4.42 GPA. Oh, that's uh, pretty good. That's, that's extremely not bad good. At all. Yeah. Uh, scored ni- uh, 1590 out of 1600 on the SATs, which is actually interesting because the SATs, when I took them, were 1600. I heard that they had uh, went up to twenty. 20- 200 recently?
0: Yeah, no, he pays attention to that writing skills
1: section. Okay. Uh, but yeah, scored almost a perfect on the SATs, which is the um, college placement t- test of note here in the United States. Uh, and then went on to be rejected by 16 colleges. When- I
0: bet you can't guess what his name was.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing something Asian or Jewish. It was
0: Asian. Yep. Very, his name was very Asian.
1: Uh okay. Anyways, the reason this is happy news is because he doesn't have to waste four fucking years of his life in college because he was hired by Google.
0: Hey! Hey, Good for him. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they were like, oh my god, you're awesome. Don't waste
2: your fucking time. This reminds me of a similar story I heard, which I didn't add to the outline because I'm very lazy. Uh, (laughs) A 15-year-old tech startup CEO had his LinkedIn profile taken down uh because he was too young to be allowed on the platform and huh. so the guy applied to a job at LinkedIn got it reinstated his account and then immediately quit
1: <laughs> <laughs> amazing cool. excellent and then uh finally since i guess we're going all mostly econ good news in this uh in this particular episode that's the Uh, best news i I mean it really is i just discovered this like this has been coming over time but i just heard about this this last week uh the are you familiar with the teal fellowship yeah no okay uh the teal fellowship is run by uh peter teal right peter's his first name yes okay cool uh who will give people who um have just a lot of promise, good grades, seem to be hardworking, and have a plan to do something with their lives. $100,000 if they don't go to college. He's just like, <laughs> you want to go to college? Don't. Here's $100,000. No strings attached. So is attached. it like a
0: MacArthur Genius Grant? but yes. Conditional on you not going to college? Yes.
1: Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And no strings attached. Like, he doesn't take any equity in whatever you do with that money afterwards. Uh, And it has been, uh, since 2011, he's been doing this. So, 12 years. Go ahead. So, he, in
2: addition to this, he also has a group home, I want to say, in San Francisco, uh, where... If I'm remembering right, the fellowship recipients are permitted but not obligated to live there, uh, rent, and I want to say also cost of living free.
1: Oh, nice. Hey, now. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, this has been going on for 12 years. He has given this to 271 recipients, so just over $27 million he's given out like this. And of those two hundred seventy-one recipients, eleven of them have already founded unicorn startups, which means a startup evalu- uh, valued at more than one billion dollars.
2: What? So, that yeah.
1: is pretty good. So with twenty-seven That's a million dollars, pretty good
0: return on investment.
1: Uh, it, and it's not even an investment. Like with twenty-seven million of his dollars, he has provided eleven billion dollars of value to the world and taken nothing from it. Plus, whatever those other. Two hundred and sixty guys were doing, which I'm sure is not zero, even if it isn't a billion dollars. Like this is amazing. Damn. Yep. Menage. Yeah. We gotta.
0: We gotta figure out how he's doing this. We could probably get together. You know, hundred thousand dollars from. You know, from from a a combination of bank loans to 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 do something like this. But we'll take like a ten percent (laughs) stake.
1: That's. I mean. That's a really good idea, but also 11 on, out of 271. We, we, need, we need a bit more than... No, that's true. We'd need at least $2.7 million. Mm,
0: if only I had more capital.
1: Yeah, exactly. Then we could invest uh, well, it in awesome humans.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck it up anyway. I have no idea. Who uh, you'd only to. give it to shitty humans? <laughs> Definitely. I'd be <feel laughs> like, hey,
1: that sounds awesome. Go for it. Yeah, let's just give it to me. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll make another podcast. <laughs>
0: It's exactly the kind of thing I'd spend it on. Uh, <laughs> this is much better that Peter Thiel's doing this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to troop deployments.
1: I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As
0: we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield every episode. And we'll start with
2: David. I... Did you not do a troop, a troop deployment, deployment this fortnight, you because as bitch. I mentioned, I am very lazy. Uh, give me a second. Let me see what I have been listening to on All right, podcast. we're
0: going <laughs> to move on to Eniash while okay. David thinks of a troop deployment.
1: Eniash, what do you got? Ah, what I have is that anyone who's been in the discourse for long enough has seen this happen and knows it already, but... um. J- let's just say the quiet part out loud here like gender is primarily personality and perhaps more accurately it's like tropes of personality it's archetypes and um things that people want to live up to but it it doesn't refer to sex and i think it is quite a big deal to point this out and to say it to people so that everyone can finally all know that we all know this that uh your, your gender is a type of personality, and I, I wrote up a number of words on this that argues the point, but I'm, I'm sick and tired of people being told, you know, that's not what gender it is, that's not what gender is, over and over and over, and uh, just being gaslit, uh, basically, into epistemic helplessness and saying, I guess, I don't know, i just keep my mouth shut about it, and other people can run roughshod over me. Gender is basically personality archetypes. We all know it. My personal gender is a goth rationalist poly house husband and a g p in there as well because that's an important part of it and uh that's that's good that is a thing that I want to embody in the world that makes me feel good when I do it well and um and that is the place we're in. We don't need two different words that mean sex, because we already have sex that means that. And there was a weird time for a few decades where gender and sex both meant sex, and we have moved past that. And that is actually all right and proper, because we do need a word for the sorts of archetypes and personality tropes that people want to embody and be.
2: Isn't the word for that just personality, though?
1: Now, personality can be a bit more... Like, everyone has a different personality, whereas gender is more of a a role that you're trying to slot yourself into it's something you strive for
0: hmm. well Eniag, <laughs> i look forward to six months when you have a new theory about what gender is <laughs> all it's right.
1: closer to
2: personality than anything else
0: <laughs> all right david did you think of something
2: uh no i will have a double feature for you next fortnight do all right, we allow those
0: fine. um yes no you'll just do one
2: <laughs> i right. i have decreed it so
0: It's okay. Mine's long. Yeah,
2: I mean, my troop deployment for this month is, guys, I got the word motherfucker in the congressional (laughs) record. All
0: right, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. My troop deployment is about the worst parenting advice in the world. Now, this week, someone linked me to a blog post by The Last Psychiatrist. Who you'll remember is the author of a book called Sadly Porn that Scott Alexander reviewed last year, which begins with one of my favorite quotes from a book review. Freshman English class says all books need a conflict. Man versus man, man versus self, whatever. The conflict in Sadly Porn is author versus reader. (laughs) The author continues his abuse of the reader on his blog with the following advice. Say you yell every day at and slash your eight-year-old girl for sloppy homework admittedly a terrible thing to do but not uncommon and eventually she thinks i'm terrible at everything and gives up so the standard interpretation of this is that she has lost self-confidence she's been demoralized and case by case you may be right there's another possibility which you should consider she chooses to focus on i'm terrible at everything so that she can give up if i agree to hate myself i only need a 60 i'll be done in 10 minutes It is precisely at this instant that a parent fails or succeeds, i.e. fails. Do they teach the kid to prefer, uh, parentheses, find reinforcement in, the drudgery of boring, difficult work with little daily evidence of improvement, or do they teach the kid to prefer, parentheses, find reinforcement in, about 20 minutes of sobbing hysterically and then off to Facebook and a sandwich? Each human being is only able to learn to prefer one of those at a time. Which one does the parent incentivize? This is the worst parenting advice in the world. Not because it acknowledges kids' behavior is strategic, but because it uses that observation to encourage parents to find new and exciting ways to force their children to do their homework. Contra the last psychiatrist, you will never teach your kids to prefer boring drudgery. Nobody likes boring drudgery. If your kids view their task as boring drudgery, something has gone horribly wrong. Usually what's gone wrong is that you are asking your kids to work toward a goal they don't care about. If a kid really wants to accomplish something and believes that hard work will make it happen, they will happily do the work required. Here's an example. In the 1990s, one of the most popular video game series was a role-playing game called Final Fantasy. One of the core gameplay mechanics of the series was called level grinding. (laughs) Level grinding involved walking around in circles for hours and fighting random enemies to gain experience and build levels. Typically, you would kill the enemies by choosing the fight command three or four times per enemy and nothing else. There was nothing challenging or engaging about it. It was boring, busy work. Modern games have phased it out for that reason. And yet, everyone did it. You know, for fun. We couldn't wait until school was over, so we could go run home and start level grinding. The reason level grinding was fun is that we were working toward a goal we cared about. We knew that if we ground enough levels, our characters would get stronger, and we could easily smash the next boss we had to fight. It was immensely gratifying, not only because it got us further in the game, but because we got a sense of accomplishment out of it. So when people act like kids won't work or do boring tasks to accomplish their goals, I laugh. Of course they will. They just won't do it to accomplish your goals. If a kid really wants something and can see their hard work will get it, they'll do the hard work. And if you're working hard toward accomplishing a goal you really care about, it doesn't feel like boring drudgery. It feels good. A less psychiatrist would have you teach your kids to do things they hate, which is a terrible lesson. If you teach your kids to do things they hate, they will end up hating the things they do. That is failing as a parent. If your 8-year-old daughter would rather cry for 20 minutes than do homework, the correct thing to do is throw their homework in the trash and tell the teacher that under no circumstances will your child be completing any assigned homework. Or better yet, send your kid to a Sudbury school where they don't assign homework to 8-year-olds. Then ask your daughter what her goals are. Show her how how to accomplish those goals and let her decide if it's worth the effort. You'll be amazed at the amount of effort she puts in if she's actually working toward what she wants instead of what you want. That is fantastic. All right. That's our show for this fortnight, which is apparently the only word that can reliably describe a two-week period. (laughs) Please follow us uh, wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe on our Substack. It's cheap. It's like five bucks a month, and you'll get episodes early, though not this week because uh, of David's embargo, Uh, but most of the time you get the episode early. You'll get access to bonus episodes, uh, which I think we're going to do one with Zvi soon. Um, And you'll get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel, which where you can come uh, plan with us how to get all the other dirty words entered into the congressional record. So please uh, come back in two weeks, same rat time, same rat channel.
2: Bye.
1: Bye.